after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV, the starting point of Kathy Kelly, Sonia Deville, and Christy St. Cloud. This is Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. The first online pro wrestling show for women by women. Showcasing news and interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, After Buzz's own gorgeous ladies of wrestle hosting. Welcome to Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly, episode number two, where we talk about all things women, all things pro wrestling. So we have a really great show for you guys today. We have Jazzy Gaber, alpha female, on with us. Very, very excited. And we also will be talking about women to watch as well. But to my left, let me introduce my host. So we have the host and the backstage reporter for women's women of wrestling, Gabby, Gabby Loren. And then we also have we also have Anissa Barr. She's the social media manager for X Pac One Two Three Sixty and the host for Mix Match Challenge. Yay, that's me! <laughs> Yay! So let's get started. So we want to kind of get into uh, the news on how everything's like breaking down for the week. So we can talk about uh, Rosa Mendez. So uh, she's going to be starting. I didn't think she was going to come back. I thought she was just retired for good. That's what she, I thought. Too. Yeah, she yeah, had her baby and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, for my total divas. Yeah, you and know, she started fans. that fit mama fit. Yeah, I don't know. Does she is she still doing that? I yeah, believe, yeah, she's still doing it. But hey, she's an entrepreneur and she wants to do many things to make money. Why not? Yeah, I, I mean, think you also have to have stuff like that on the side, especially in wrestling, because there are going to be times where you're not working or you still need that extra income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's decided to go back to the ring. So she's going to be doing. Um, she's uh, doing. She's joining the Maryland Championship Wrestling. So she's going to be doing that. I don't know. I think that's going to be. I, she wants to go back to WWE and her skills are good, but I don't know what her storyline would be. I don't know if that's going to be a... I mean, her WWE storyline, how she came about was she was a big Beth Phoenix fan mm-hmm. and she saw her in the crowd every single week holding signs, getting crazy. And Beth Phoenix took her under the wing and she started from there. But now she's doing it backwards, which is she's now did WWE going to indies when usually you go to the indies and do WWE right. after. This is something that I'm very excited to see for because... I'm going to be honest, Rosa Mendez wasn't that great of a wrestler. Mm-hmm. She did the best she could. They didn't use her as much on TV. Right. So now that she's doing indies, this is going to be amazing for her and see what she can do. And now she has a daughter. She has a daughter who's mm-hmm. gorgeous. And she could be like, hey, mama can do whatever she wanted to do. Like a mama character. Yeah. But she was really good in the crazy fan role. I think was, if we yeah. could have another one of those, whether it's her or somebody else, mm-hmm. to play that or fulfill it. I, I think, think with awesome. her role in WWE, they were trying to make her like the next Mickey James, how Mickey James was psycho and crazy mm-hmm. with Trish. They wanted to have someone go crazy and psycho over Beth Phoenix. Right. Well, yeah, it's definitely probably the best kind of avenue for her to go to because now it just seems like the competition's so fierce with the women on the roster now and then we have the women in NXT it's just like you can't come not knowing you know how to you know take a bump so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see how that kind of goes for her. you know what's so funny I really feel as though I cannot trust anyone saying that they're going into retirement because mm-hmm. we hear it all the time and then everyone comes back right. it happened with the Undertaker mm-hmm. uh, Nikki Bella now, you know, um, same with Rosa Mendez. And funny enough, when she did her interview with WWE, she said, I think it would be impossible to give 100% to my daughter and my business, which is one of the reasons she went into retirement. Mm-hmm. But it's only been a year, so what changed, Rosa? I, I think, yeah. too, you just kind of, you, she's young, and you, you get that you get that itch, and then why not? Like, who honestly, who wants to be an adult working 9 to 5? Sorry to folks who work in 9 to 5. Like, I would rather be an athlete <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life if I could do that. True. Yeah. And so, same with what uh, Celeste, who is known as Caitlyn WWE, she left the company, did bodybuilding. She had a really a, a sad situation through one uh, a year going through divorce and all that stuff, and now she's getting back in the ring and doing more wrestling. Mm-hmm. So you can't say never say you could. The thing is, never say never. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When it comes to wrestling. Right. And you kind of keep that avenue open. Like, for instance, um, I was looking at Trish Stratus stuff and, you know, how she segued to the yoga studio and she does a lot of appearances and stuff like that. Yeah, it's her own business, but she's still... I'm. 90% sure pretty much how she looked on WWE um, Raw 25 that she works out every day but she works out probably more than the average person and she's able to do that because she has her own business mm-hmm. so I think maybe with Rosa she's kind of figuring out well I want to go back but the smart ones kind of segued into okay now I could be an adult yeah. but still not you know working for somebody else so. yeah something we're all still trying to figure out yeah <laughs> work hard play hard yeah yep. work hard play hard speaking of somebody who works hard plays hard Ronda Rousey so we all know she signed her contract but mm-hmm. after she signed her contract she actually got inducted to the International Sports Hall of Fame during the 2018 Arnold Sports Festival interesting yeah I mean she deserves it yeah. She's uh, she's an Olympic. Uh, I think it was is it silver? It was silver or bronze. I don't. It wasn't. Know. It wasn't gold. It was either silver or bronze. Uh, Olympic gold medal in in judo. So I mean, she's a hard worker. Obviously, it's kind of one of those things where maybe this kind of time in her in WWE will erase those last two fights for UFC for her, where you're not looking. You you don't remember that because that's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind mm-hmm. is like she's a badass, and then those two times, and she didn't like recover from it. So maybe this this stint with WWE will kind of help erase people's mind, like, you know, memories of that ending (laughs) of her career. I think it's also very humbling, though, when she went through that, that she talked about it. Mm -hmm. I know she went on Ellen DeGeneres after and spoke about how it really affected her. Um, And you have to look at these, you know, athletes. They're normal human beings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, And it's really humbling to hear somebody who's going through something and, and not at the top of their game or being replaced by another you know, athlete to come out and talk about it. Um, and it really makes it inspiring for everybody else to hear that story. So I think more power to you if you could say I'm not 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did well. I was at the top of my game then, and now I'm moving into something else. And so I think this award was at the perfect timing and well-deserved. And it was really nice to see that Kurt Angle was there to support her mm-hmm. now that they're teaming up on WWE. And he went to this, um, you know, Hall of fame induction with his daughter he considers a little Rhonda, mm-hmm. which I thought was cute. All right. And then Kurt Angle is a Olympian, so Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. They kinda all run in those those same circles. Well, definitely that's kind of the next story. So um on Raw, you know, there's this whole storyline we were kind of wondering like how it's gonna play out with Rhonda now being part of uh, WWE. So it turns out that <laughs> this was hilarious. Did you guys get to see Stephanie McMahon and so um I was I, I have you guys can watch the Raw show to see my p- opinion about that. But it turns <laughs> out that uh, Stuffy McMahon and Triple H, they are going to be going up against Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. So that's going to be for WrestleMania 34. Mm. So, I mean, I hope... I don't know. I kind of wanted... I, I understand the, the reasoning behind it, but I kind of want Stephanie to be more of like... not run away from her. I understand the reason behind it, but it's just like, I own the company. Like, you can't... You might be able to out, you know, slap me up a little bit, but you... I can fire you. It's kind of one of those things, but you know. Right. How are you? How are you guys feeling about that? The the match for uh, April eighth. I mean, I I like the matchup, but I do want The Rock to show up. I'm kind of disappointed because I feel like there were rumors that it's going to be The Rock and Ronda Rousey. So hopefully he does a little surprise entrance at WrestleMania. I mean, it is WrestleMania 34. I think WWE needs to go big or go home. So. Mm-hmm. I think there may be some. And he hasn't been on in a while because like, they, they first showed up together um, in San Jose. Was it two or three years ago? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kurt Angle's obviously great, but The Rock is. <laughs> He's great, but, you know, The Rock is The, the Rock. The Rock is the, the Rock. So, I mean, that would be great. But you, know, you never know with him. Like, you know, and how W, like, they like to, like, surprise us when we think that they're going to do this. They're like, no, this is what we had planned all along. Yeah, and I think it would be a little premature to announce The Rock is in this match yeah. with, you know, Ronda Rousey. That would be ridiculous. We need it to be a surprise because mm-hmm. it's The Rock and he is a, a big figure. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, what's your opinion, yeah, Anissa? Yeah, I know that, that, that face wasn't saying much. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I'm just very upset the way that Rhonda gave Stephanie the Simone drop. It was. It looked really bad. It looked like she was about to hurt her neck. And I, I, I mean, and Rhonda is doing the best she can by doing entertaining us. She is training. She's she's giving us a little taste of what she can do. Right. But I think that move was the wrong move to do because everyone knows Stephanie is not a wrestler. The mm-hmm. McMahons are not wrestlers, mm-hmm. unless you want to count Shane McMahon. Yeah. But I feel like they're giving her an easy opponent. I want, like, like they should have done how, okay, example, when back at WrestleMania when it was Trump versus McMahon and he had Bobby Lashley come in mm-hmm. and they had Umaga come in, and they replaced I it just they just replaced somebody I don't remember who right now but they should have had Stephanie bring somebody instead of Stephanie wrestling they should have somebody else oh, okay you know what I mean but like at the end of the day this reminds me of just like back in the 90s how it's just like Kurt Angle versus Triple H because they had a love storyline with Stephanie McMahon back mm-hmm. in the 90s if y'all don't remember you have the network go watch it but I'm just very interested on what they're going to do after WrestleMania because she has the contract. Mm-hmm. How long is she going to stay? She said she wants to do the hard work. She mm-hmm. wants to do this. She wants to do that. Then, I mean, let's see if you could go past WrestleMania. Don't be like Brock Lesnar. Well, they said they, it, it was announced that she's going to be on the show week, weekly. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's going to be there. leading up to WrestleMania. No, I no. believe it was after. after. Yeah, after. She's going to be on the show like weekly until right. whenever... It, the stint is over so i mean i think maybe if we maybe it's good for her that that they did something like that because they put her with like an oscar or somebody else at wrestlemania like one think about like she's probably obviously used to crowds but the wwe universe is not necessarily you know forgiving at times right right so if we put her in with somebody who's you know seasoned but you could do wrestlemania but you could do someone like sona deville who is a fellow after buzz uh, buzzer here, but also she's a wrestler and an MMA fighter. But she's That's doing really do. well. Like she's been wrestling for. Right. Ronda hasn't been. But wrestling. they have similar styles when they, it comes to. They do have similar si- styles, but I don't know if they'll be. But like, I, I don't know if they'll. I don't know. You know, how some people carry some some other people. Yeah, right, right. So I think Sonya, she's she's been in the game long enough where she's carrying herself herself um, on TV now. But then. Now to carry somebody else, that might be too much on WrestleMania. Like, right. just think of the nerves, walk like walking into that. Like, that's just you know, you need a diaper for that. This like, sounds right. like a writer's nightmare, right? Here. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing: Sonya has her MMA background, yeah. So that's the one comparison they have. You know, her and Ronda. However, she's not as big as a Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So Ronda Rousey needs to fight with somebody automatically who can live up to her title. And I'm not saying like Stephanie is known for that in wrestling, right. but right. because she's a McMahon, she has that authority and that um, grandeur, you know, behind her name. So right. they have to put her with somebody and to start it off with, like, the authority, I yeah. think that's how they have to kind of get her in. But not with a Sonya, because Sonya's just starting to get her feet wet. Um, she isn't a major player. She's not really winning anything right mm-hmm. now. Um, she might, though. I mean, yeah, I think she will. Yeah. I definitely think she will. But she's at the beginning of her mm-hmm. journey. So they're not going to place somebody, even though we love her because she's from after. But, right. Like, and I, so and I like Rhonda, too. I'm not, like, trying to diss her or disturb every man at all. That's not sure. my intentions. No, I'm it's just not. Kidding. But, like, the thing is, it's, <laughs> like, it's just overall... This is my opinion, and you guys can disagree. I think the reason why they bring Ronda here, here so they could be on e- WWE, could be on more platforms like ESPN and all of that course. fun stuff. I think it's one factor. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hoping that they don't. I just, I'm just afraid that they'll probably give her the Brock Lesnar contract. Uh, That's what I'm afraid no. of. No, because they already announced that. But well, definitely with the platform. That's what they say on TV, but behind the scenes, who knows? Well, well, I guess so. I mean, there's been a lot of. It's been through a lot of like um, because, press releases and stuff like that. Right. They've said that she's going to be there. So I feel like if they say that she's going to be there every week and then she doesn't show up every week after it's been reported that she's going to be right. there every week. Like if they didn't report it, then I'm like, okay, because that was my first question. Yeah. But they reported that she's going to be there every week, so I'm not sure. Like I'm that just curious on what she's going to wear. Like I mean, that's gear. the least of her. I know it's the right least of problem. No, I know. But the like, black leather jacket, <laughs> the jeans, no, I the understand. boots. But like, it's just like. <laughs> 
just but that's also okay that's also your platform too is right. like your stuff your ingrain gear your music all that stuff i just i'm just curious and i can't wait like well, i, I mean, really it might can't be wait. A, a, similar to what she used to wear competing for ufc Man. like to that to that to that do you think it's of... going to be like a two-minute match I don't think so. And here's and here's the thing. This is why I now now talking to you now why it makes some more sense okay. is that if we put her with anybody else, it it WrestleMania, the rest WWE Universal crucifier. Right. So this match almost makes sense because at least Kurt and Triple H can carry the match and then, right. you know, Stephanie and like Ronda could do her moves and Stephanie, you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to it's going to break down where this is believable to an extent. Whereas yeah. if you put them with anybody else, it's like, I don't know about, like, you know, then you have people trying to, you know, it's just too much on that type of platform. I think if Ronda started maybe in September, then that would have been a thing. Yeah. But it's so, like, yeah. she's we're been, already in March. Yeah, it's and crazy. Ronda, Ronda has been training, you know, at that Satina Brothers for months now. Right. But training and being in, like, you have, there's this term called practice champs, where mm-hmm. you train and you look great, you know, doing whatever on the basketball court, on the field, whatever. But then when you get into the field of play, it's a whole different beast. And that's where yes. your mental comes in. So you might be prepared physically, but everything else is not going to work. So I think now it actually makes sense that they don't want to, obviously, they're going to draw the attention with CBS and everybody else who's going right. to pick, pick it up. But they don't want to, you know, almost put her out there to, to drown. Right. Because then that, on the ego alone, will, will, will kill her. So, well, would kill a normal person. I don't know about Ronda. Well, I mean, she no. struggled with her own stuff in the MMA. I mean, we've heard it in interviews. So, yeah, it could. So, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, and I, I was actually telling Gabby earlier before we went on air that, uh, this segment, Rhonda reminds me of um, the girl from Save the Last Dance and Ten yes. Things I Hate About You. Do you remember her name, that actress? Oh, with the big forehead. Um, well, Julia uh, Stiles. Uh, the Julia Stiles? I, yeah. yeah. Julia I was like, Stiles. I was watching it, I'm like, the way she got up, with, the way she like got up when Stephanie pushed her in that the ponytail and the facial it expression. It was, was Julia like, Stiles. Oh my god, you guys are be twins. But, hey, overall, I'm, I'm really excited for this match. I'm gonna, I'm just, just very skeptical on what what they're going to do with it because it could go either other way. Yeah. Well, just so I don't know if you guys didn't watch Raw, um, I did meet Ronda Rousey last week. Super nice. Um, I definitely get the feeling that she's an introvert. So whatever, it's the same thing with Jazzy. Yeah. It's whatever you see and you think that she is, yeah. it's total, totally not. Totally yeah, not. of course. So, I mean... Um, I mean, she doesn't like the Kardashians, so hey. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, you know, not not... not so great news. Uh, WWE announcer has been uh, pinned for sexual harassment. So, you know, the whole Me Too movement that's been going on. And he actually just joined the roster. So, um, Jonathan Coach. So coach, um, He's denying claims that a former ESPN an- anchor uh, said he was notorious for sexually harassing women at the Sports Network. Mm, this is a rough one. I... They, I definitely love this whole Me Too movement going on, but there's a fine line between the people that are accurate and serious about these allegations and people that you may not be sure are telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's an inconsistency here. And I don't want to, like, call out this woman for, you know, her claims because they could very well be true. But um, in one of the reports I read, it alleged that this, you know, famed ESPN personality Chris Berman left a threatening and racially disparaging voicemail on an ESPN anchor and contributor, Jameel Hill's Which he denied. Which he denied. And this was a story coming from the woman that is making the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was a major inconsistency and kind of is telling to, are all these truths about Jonathan or accusations about Jonathan Coachman truths? Well, here's the thing, too. So with Jameel Hill, she's been in a lot of trouble over the last six months. Um, she had said some stuff on her social media um, about President Trump. She was, I believe, suspended for a little bit. I mean, there's... And not to say she's a troublemaker. She was just essentially expressing her opinion. Right. So whether... I mean, she doesn't seem like the type that would lie, but it's also... She's in almost this particular, like, peculiar position where it's like she doesn't need another, you know thing against ESPN or, you know, being shown that she's not for the company she works for. So, But she could have said nothing. Well, the, well, the co-worker who did it and put it in the, the, the law report or whatever it was shouldn't have mentioned her name at all because mm-hmm. Jamil is not the one, you know, bringing up the charges. So that was mm-hmm. a whole issue in itself. And you and I definitely agree with you. It's kind of with the thing, you the Me Too movement's almost the same thing with, you know, um, affirmative, affirmative action and, you know, racial issues and stuff like that. You have people saying, 
think, oh, well, this is because it's this person's race and it might not be because of that. And now we got to the point where we don't even want to listen to it. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of issues happening with there. I don't I don't it's. And, you know, he's been around for so long, this guy. Um, mm-hmm. Coachman, he yeah. was announcer in WWE in 1999. Oh, yeah. Left in 2008 and then went to ESPN 2008 to 2017 recently mm-hmm. and then returned back to the Raw roster this year. Yeah. So he's um, been around for years. And then he's been oh, yeah. doing the, the shows, too, the um, pay-per-view shows. Right. When he, wasn't, when, he wasn't, when he was with ESPN, he was doing the pay-per-view shows as well. Yeah, right. I, I read, um, I forgot which uh, news outlet I read, but it stated that he, right after he got fired from mm-hmm. ESPN, w, he went straight to WWE, like right after. Like, I don't, the, like right after. So I don't know if it's true, but also... Yeah, like, I don't think WWE would... would um, if he got fired for that particular incident, I don't think WWE would have hired him. Right. Yeah, and so, they're investigating yeah. the situation yeah. now, as we know. Um, but I don't know. It's it's kind of up in the air. I think until someone can prove that this is actually what happened, mm-hmm. nobody should lose their job until we have the facts right. straight. And yeah. it, it's so and like I'm all for the Me Too movement and like um, the other movements. I can't think. I can't think today. But there's a lot of there's movements a lot today. of movements going on, but. At the end of the day, it's a he said, she said situation. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, going a little off topic with Ryan Seacrest and the uh, comedian, um, I forgot his name, but um, they're getting, alle- you know, those allegations, allegations are happening. Yeah. Which is crazy, too, with, yeah. with that whole, you know, Ryan Seacrest thing. There was people on the red carpet that didn't want to talk to him. Right. But then those same people were happy that Kobe you know, got the Oscar, which I, I love the fact that Kobe got an Oscar. I don't think people should, you know, crucify him because it's something that, that happened 16 years ago. Right. Um, but, you know, it's almost like you have to remain consistent. If you're not going to, you know, mess Double with Ryan Seacrest, then you shouldn't yeah. mess with anybody. And right. I think, like, if, if this person is lying, I think it's so sickening that they want to do this just because there's a movement going on. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people today want that attention or to build their brand or audience or to be relevant again and not to say that this woman is doing that but if there are women out there doing that or people in other movements just creating attention Mm -hmm. it's wrong because you are destroying someone's life yeah you really are they're freaking gonna go gloria estevan or whatever her name is what? Oh, Gloria, all, all, all right. It's like Sorry, yeah. what? <laughs> Estefan, I'm like, are they going to a concert? I know, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait, well, what? Well, I mean, the reporter, the lady reporter. All Red. There actually yeah, is a documentary um, right now on Netflix. She's, all yeah. Red. Oh, she is, is. Really? I need yes. to look that up. It is so good. Netflix has so many shows I can't even keep up. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that we can't even keep up with, um, so Emma, she was released from WWE, um, but she, Emma and James Ellsworth was released from WWE. They're actually going to be doing an intergender match for big time wrestling which yeah. i think it's gonna be really interesting like i mean ellsworth or james kind of played a really interesting role on wwe um but have you seen i haven't seen him like actually seriously fight i have you have Man. at um was it bar wrestling, bar wrestling yeah uh, so he brought the belt at bar wrestling mm-hmm. he faced um joey ryan who is pro is the one of the most famous independent wrestlers uh right now mm-hmm. and he brought the belt with him. They were both wrestling. We were, I was just a little confused on why you're putting the title on the line against another guy. We thought it was intergender thing. Right. Um, overall, James was so fun to watch. He got into the crowd. People were chanting disrespectful things to him, but he was also chant- saying disrespectful things to everyone else. Uh, the gimmick was pretty much no chin. So it was such a good time seeing able uh, being able to um, watch him in a different way and like instead of WWE. So it's kind of it's different mm-hmm. and because you're so used to seeing him on WWE TV. Right. But when you see him in Independence, no holds barred. You do whatever the hell you want. Right. So it's different. The belt looked nice. Um, what happened was I was talking to Joey after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying like, "Oh, we just did it for fun. We didn't." want to put it like we don't want to make bar wrestling as hey this is going to be titles everyone's right. going to get a title but also uh emma was there i can't i can't um i'm so used to calling her emma Tanil dashwood Tanil dashwood she was there mm-hmm. killed it with taya they had a phenomenal match and i cannot believe wwe did not use her as much because she is so talented well. talented 
than some of the women on the women's roster. Way I think more everyone's talented. in shock by that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And, and it's sad because you you just wasted somebody who just <coughs> is gifted at this mm-hmm. and just seeing her just being seeing her in a different way was very good. Have any of you ever met Tennille Dashwood? Well, I met her at Barnes. Well, Did hopefully you we'll met her. Well, hopefully, I just said hi to her. <laughs> hopefully we'll be meeting her. I did send her an email for a request oh, okay. to come on the show. Oh, so. good. I almost wonder though, you know, what she's like in person because if WWE was willing to let someone like that go, who is at the top of her game and at the peak of her career, maybe there was something else going on. Maybe Maybe. they're not as easy to work with behind the scenes or things to that matter. So it would be interesting to find out. I think the report said it's just more storyline. There was nothing for her. And that's what the same thing they said. I think it was uh, um, the same thing they said for Darren Young, too. They just didn't have a storyline. I don't know about that. Because she was amazing in NXT. She, like, everyone praised her, but when she was on the main roster, it was like, oh, nothing. And from what I also read was they were with, when they were trying to bring her back, that whole gimmick thing where it's mm-hmm. oh we're gonna bring Emma a whole new Emma I think they were trying to make her like a new sable or a new something and she was the one who couldn't do it and she, I think she said no like I'm not doing that well speaking of people who said yeah. no Paige she's <laughs> saying no to all her haters people are saying that she gained too much weight she's going on uh, social media and saying pretty much um, can't make everybody happy which I agree with Paige is I don't know what people are, are saying. She still looks gorgeous. She's dealing with a lot of stuff, so to kind of kick her when you know she's down, saying all these negative things. I mean, I don't think is the the right move to I go. I mean, but. first of all, how could you say anything to Paige or anyone for that matter? These girls are kicking butt in the ring. There's no reason for you to hate on one body type or the other. We see girls like Paige. We see girls like Summer Rae who are tall and skinny. We see girls like Nia Jax who are a little bit bigger and curvier. Who cares? As long as they're showing up and showing out. There we go. Speaking of uh, showing up and showing out, we have some women to watch. Who's the woman to watch this week? Well, actually more of women to remember because... uh, (laughs) The granddad. I totally forgot about that. Second show, guys. Give us a break. Um, So this person, uh, we got to remember... You're still going? (laughs) Hey, second show. We're having a great time. Uh, So this is a woman to remember. She passed away in uh, 2013, in the summer of 2013. She a second-generation superstar. She started wrestling um in the 80s became went into wwe in the 90s she is um luna vachon someone who was strong powerful uh you could put her in the category of of course china and um nicole bass she had amazing feuds with jacqueline amazing feuds with sable she partnered with gold dust gold dust for some reason, is always with the blonde. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> was one of them. And this is, I think that the way, how talented she is, her voice was very dark and unique and scrappy and scary. Mm-hmm. And that was something that you didn't have in the 90s. It was, it was overall, as me watching her, I was a little scared of her because I was like, oh my gosh, like this girl's crazy. But watching her wrestle, having the long braided blonde hair, the toughness and the realness that she is, she brought what women's wrestling is today. And she did definitely pave the way because without strong, powerful women like her, we wouldn't have a Beth Phoenix. We wouldn't have a Nia Jax. We wouldn't even have the alpha female Jazzy like we mm-hmm. like we're gonna be interviewing. So. Uh, rest in peace to Luna Vachon, and she's definitely someone that needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, there you have it. Definitely, um, like you were saying, without her, we wouldn't have people like Jazzy Gabert, the alpha mm-hmm. female. We actually got a chance to interview her. We she first, it's she's in Germany, so she woke up at midnight to talk to us. So we really appreciate that. And in order for her to do that, I just didn't want to be, you know, being a, at least accommodating to her. So we moved. We actually interviewed her first. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're gonna play next. But definitely, really great interview. I like to thank you guys all for uh, joining us. Hope you enjoy the news, all this good stuff. If you have any suggestions, all that good stuff, go on our social medias. We're gonna be talking about that all at the end, all that good stuff. But enjoy our interview with Jazzy Gabert. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
She is an MMA fighter. She has wrestled for Impact Wrestling, and she was in the Mae Young Classic. Please welcome the one, the only, the alpha female, Jazzy Gaber. Hey, Jazzy. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. Hi, guys. Well, let me just let everybody know you are, you, I'm so thankful that it's midnight in Germany right now, right? Absolutely. But I'm a night person, so it's totally fine. So really, really, we really appreciate it because, you know, I know you're a night person, but, you know, it's still a tall, tall task, tall task to ask for. But the first thing is um, you did have that neck injury that um, happened in our, the neck injury operation in January. So how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm okay. Um, I actually started training today and it went really good. My doctor say I should wait another two months, but you can't hold me down. I need to go now in the training and but it's going fine. I mean, you still can see the scar and I'm a little bit disappointed in how it looks, but it's all good. So it's safe to say, because I think in your last blog post, you were saying you didn't even know if you want to come back to wrestling. So is it safe to say that you're going to make that approach back because you were so close? with the WWE and all this other stuff, so are you? Yeah, it's crazy. Like in one moment, everything can be gone, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to send my MRI and all the, you know, the medical stuff to the WWE doctors. And if they say you're good to go, I will give it, of course, another try. But to be honest, I'm not sure if I want to do independent wrestling anymore because, you know, I'm doing it since 17 years. And I kind of want to get somewhere and I don't know, with independent wrestling, it's very difficult. Wow. So do you feel like, you know, you're going to be sending this MRI to WWE soon to get that approval or, or uh, see, you know, where they stand in regards to your neck injury? Yeah, I'm going to wait maybe another two or three months just to heal it completely. Um, because right now, as I said, my doctor said, wait a little bit longer. Um, I mean, everything is fine now. Like, I don't have any pain anymore. And, you know, I had like a little bit tingling in my fingers. That's completely gone. And my full strength is back. So I think everything is all right. But you never know. Wow, that's actually a surprisingly quick recovery for mm -hmm. something so serious. I just went um, into surgery myself back in November for a septoplasty, which is pretty basic. It's a deviated septum, but I still feel like I'm struggling with that. And they say it's like a year healing process. So to hear that you had three herniated discs and you're already like bouncing back in training, I mean, that's just phenomenal. How do you feel, you know, getting back in the ring? Do you feel like you can do everything you were doing before the surgery? I have no idea, to be honest. I mean, like, as I said today, I did my first kind of, you know, gym training and I was like really out of breath. So my stamina is gone for sure. And I need to build that up again. And, you know, I need to do more stretching again. And, you know, all the basic moves like rolling forward and backward, just not to get dizzy. So I still need to do that, but I'm confident in it. Uh, I spoke to other wrestlers who had the similar injury and they told me too that they needed one year, but... I don't want to wait one year. I feel like I don't have one year, so. And well, I don't rush it. Like, I really feel ready, so it's okay. Well, the fact that you trained for six weeks and did a uh, MMA fight, I mean, I think you can do pretty much anything. So I think you'll definitely get back in less than a year. Now, did anybody from WWE contact you when they heard the news? Because you were, like, on your way to go to the Performance Center and they did the medical stuff. So did you hear from anybody from, you know, any of the wrestlers from May Young Classic or any of the, like, corporate heads? Did they contact you? So, so, I mean, I have some friends there um, and we're in, in contact and they're telling me, come on, we miss you here, get your ass over here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in training and, you know, like, and I'm in contact with them and yeah, it's really encouraging. Like, even like wrestlers, like, I don't know, like Xpec or even TJ Wilson, uh, Natalie's husband, he wrote me and I'm like, wow, like so much support and even like, Christian and Ash, they're like still behind me. We texted just today and it's like so freaking awesome that all these people behind me. So I really have to get fit, right? So I don't want to disappoint <laughs> them. And, and you know, in the past, you've actually been known as the alpha female in the independent circuits. Um, you got that name because of Bully Ray. Do you feel like, you know, that alpha female character was inspired by the storyline that, you know, he had for you that you didn't necessarily agree with back then? Well, the name itself does not came from Bully Ray, but the look came from Bully Ray because, you know, he said, I'm not pretty enough. So I kind of 
you know, I shaved my hair and I wanted to be ugly. Um, and that's how the alpha female, uh, the look came. But the name itself, it came back then from my boyfriend. He was also a wrestler and he was on the road and I was sitting at home. And he said to the other girls, oh, my girlfriend, she's jealous. And they're like, why is she jealous? She's the alpha female. And then we're like, wow, that's a pretty fitting name, you know? Wow, that's great. Oh, well, you are definitely beautiful as being an alpha female. Um, I do want to know is you've been in this business for so long. When you got the phone call of saying, hey, you want to do the Mae Young Classic, how did you get that phone call and what was that feeling at that time? Um, to be honest, I already thought I will not be in there because they already announced girls and I thought um, I'm not in it and like I was really about to give up because I didn't really like the MMA fighting. Like it's it's way too difficult for someone who just started new. There's girls that are training since they're born, you know, so it's really difficult to go just in there. So I was really tired of fighting and I was tired not getting to WWE with wrestling because that's my dream and that was always the goal, you know, like mm -hmm. the MMA thing, it just happened. So when they already announced the girls, they're like, oh, I will not be in it. And it was really sad. And then three weeks before, they actually write me an email and they said, hey, we just want to check if you're available. And I'm like, yes, 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 I am. Um, and then they called me up and everything went so quickly with the visa and, you know, the, the travel arrangements. Everything was so quick. So I was super happy. Yes. And I also uh, want to know how and what inspired you to become an MMA fighter and then transition to a wrestler? No, I was before a wrestler, um, and it was because I saw Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, the Warrior, and I loved the colorful world. Everything was so perfect, and everyone was so strong, and I just want to be a part of it. And the MMA happened because 2015, I was like coming home from Japan. I, was, I worked in Japan for like three, four years, and that ended, and I was like, ah, what do I do next? I did TNA already, you know, and I did the whole European thing. I did Japan, and I was like, what's next? Like, what can I do? And then someone called me and asked, do you want to fight MMA? And I thought, hmm, that's how I can show the world and WWE and everyone who doubt me that I can still learn something even in my, you know, I'm 35 now and still in my age I can still learn something and I still can do something new so that's why I went into MMA. Wow now Jazzy you're from Germany do you feel like it was a huge accomplishment for you to be able to work in wrestling in the United States or even in Japan for that matter? Oh absolutely I mean in Japan for example I'm the only European woman who ever can win a Yoshi championship you know like a Japanese female championship and that's like a huge deal for me and I guess for the wrestling world too um, and also it's really difficult to work in America you know you need a work visa and that's why I never really get got there and it was always my dream to work for like in America so definitely it's a big achievement to do that. So in the Mae Young Classic, you were definitely a standout because um, we actually covered covered it at AfterBuzz Studios. So you were definitely a standout in it, and you know you got signed to that. Now you did try out for WWE a few times before the Mae Young Classic, and they didn't necessarily tell you what's kind of what was the issue why they didn't kind of sign you. So did you have a conversation with them? You know, obviously before the injury and before like all that stuff, as far as they were saying they loved like was that? Do you think it was the MMA stuff, or do you think what do you think? kind of packaged you together for them to say, okay, this is the time for you? Mm, I think there are just people and uh, how you can say, like people who look at you are different than the people who are actually in charge, you know? So I think maybe it was just too hard for me to get past these people because maybe they don't like me. I don't know. Like I talked to some people, but they they just gave me the answer, you know, the past is the past. So you're here right now and we move on from here. And I guess that's the best answer I can get. and. I try to give my best, you know, and uh, as you hear, Triple H was really uh, impressed with me and I hope that I can still impress him in future, whatever I do, you know, um, but that was for me like, like I knew this is my only chance I have, like that was my thing and I knew I have to give everything and I did, you know, and it worked out and I was really happy and I actually thought the first match I had at the Mayan Classic uh, was Abby Lee. I really thought, okay, this is my only match I will have here. So I wanted to enjoy it the most. And I wanted to give as much alpha female as I could give, you know. And I was really surprised that I had the second day another match. And they were so surprised about the reaction from the fans. Like, couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. 
Now, standing back there before you're about to head out to the ring, what was kind of going through your mind? The first match? Yeah. I was super nervous, but I'm always nervous before the match. Um, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It can be like a small show where it's just 100 people or it can be 20,000 people. I'm always nervous. Um, and it was the same, but as soon as my music hits, or even like the five minutes before, it's like a demon came over me, but I said it already in the interview. It's really weird. Like, it's not me, Jazzy. It's more like the alpha female. And then all thoughts are gone, and I just go out there and I just do my stuff. That's really great. Do you feel like you identify with who your character is? I know that you were telling us a story earlier of how the name came about and your boyfriend brought it up. Um, do you feel like you identify with those characteristics when you're in the ring and out mm -hmm. of the ring? Like, I always say that my real-life character is nothing at all like the alpha female, but from time to time I had to change into the alpha female. So now like as the years goes by i'm even in my private life more confident you know and, and more stronger and all that positive thing what the alpha female has but unfortunately also like the i would not say negative but like alpha female is not really feminine you know like she's a really strong character and she um is yeah she's like not feminine and some people really don't like that and especially in a dating game um <laughs> together you know i'm single right now so it's really hard to get like a partner or find someone because i'm too much of the alpha female if that makes any sense but whenever someone comes up and say hi i'm really in love with the alpha female she's so freaking hot i'm like wow like no no way like i don't fear personally think that when i'm the wrestling character alpha female that i'm dating material <laughs> <laughs> well that other boyfriend is long gone now right oh yeah long gone eight years ago <laughs> now you did mention so i, I kind of almost feel like the alpha female was in, in your blood because i in previous interviews you talked about how you were adopted and they really wanted a girl and you it sounded like you were more of that tomboy type thing type 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 person so it feels like this is you know who you you know i'm, I'm a tomboy too i'm guessing yeah, most of us are. So it kind of feels like she's like, yeah, whatever. Um, it kind of it kind of feels like that's been in your DNA. So do you feel like now you're just comfortable with you know the just almost taking that personality like the alpha female and it's kind of always been with you? I guess. I mean, I think a little bit. I have a split personality because I really love unicorns and pink and you know all that cute stuff. I love wearing dresses, you know. But whenever I show up like this on the events, the fans are like what is this like you're not the alpha female i'm like yeah or like one day i was uh, invited to a, a show it was like a tv show and they wanted me as the alpha female like a really bad character but i turn up as jazzy like in a dress and really nice polite and with makeup and then i see that the producer he's like something is wrong and i'm asking him hey sir what's wrong and he's like Ah, oh, please don't take it personal. I really like you. You're a nice girl, but I expected something different. And I said to him, wait, wait till I put my makeup on and put the camera <laughs> and then you will see. And then snap, he was so happy for Alpha Female. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Um, we have, there's so many women in the WWE and outside the WWE that are so strong and so powerful. Is there anybody that you want to face in the ring one day? Of course, Ronda Rousey is a big hit, but we have someone like Nia Jax who, that I think you could go one-on-one -on -one with. Yeah, I, I really like Nia Jax, but more my most favorite wrestler I want to face is, and I want to have great matches with Kairi Sane. Um, I had many great matches in Japan with her, so I know when we can go to WWE, we can, we can deliver and really show the fans real female wrestling, you know, and... Yeah, I want to wrestle Sasha Banks and I want to team up with Bailey's. You know, there's so many potential, and I'm really excited for the women's division right now. It's like a great job they did, and the girls doing really, really well. So, pretty much, if you go to WWE and they bring you to the main roster, you're going to be on Raw because <laughs> all those people are on Raw. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> well, so, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They might switch up. Now, if you, um, you know, let's say you sent the MRI and WWE is like, wait a few more months or, you know, they give you another answer that you weren't expecting. Is there any other game plan that you would do next if it wasn't, you know, WWE? 
Yeah, I really want to do movies. Like movies is like my next big passion. Um, I did already a few, but just little things. But I really want to go in there. And I think with the whole wrestling thing, I do have some acting experience, you know. And I really want to do it. But of course, I understand. I have like this special look, and then there must be special movies, you know, like. Oh my God! You know what would be awesome if they do like a Rocky in the female version, and I yes, would be like yeah. the Dolphin <laughs> That would be really yeah. cool. Yeah, that yeah. promo that you did with um, uh, Gabby Garcia, um, mm -hmm. right? That was that was next next level. And I know um, you know MMA is a whole different beast, but you know you you might want to kind of still brush up on that. She trains like a beast. I mean, to be honest, I must have respect for this woman. I mean, I feel a little bit sorry because something can't be clearly right with her. Like, who would train like insane but don't take serious fights? You yeah. Know? She's taking this ridiculous fight against Grant Mars. And I'm really sorry for her because she trains really hard. And I see her every day on my Instagram. But then again, like, I really want to face her. And when I challenged her, I knew that I can beat her. But she improved. She improved a lot, and her kicks are crazy. So I don't know. Like I still want this challenge, but I have to train hard to, you know, to have like a fair chance. I don't want to go in the ring and knew that I will lose. You know, like if I go in the ring, I will have a, a maybe a one percent chance to win. Right. And what does your training consist of now to kind of get back into, you know, wrestling ring shape? Yeah, right now I do like in the morning I do jogging um, or like fast walking because I can't, you know, like bounce with the snack at the moment. And I do like, um, you know, like all the exercises in the gym, but it's not so heavy weights. So I need to, I need to slow down. Like I want to go really heavy, but I know it's not good. So I need to really go slow. And yeah, and I think in about three months, um, I'm going to do boxing again because that's good for stamina and that's mm -hmm. good for the all over um, training. Um, yeah, and then step by step, building so, up my training. And then when do you think you can take your first bump again? Have they kind of given you that, or it just depends on how you feel? I, I guess how I feel. Like, I talked to another wrestler who had exactly the same um, situation with the neck, and he told me that he could train, like, bodybuilding after six months, and after one more six months, like, all 12 months, um, he could go in the ring but I have already a booking in May, so in <laughs> You're so funny. Wait, where's your booking in May? It's in Germany, and it's about it's against a celebrity girl. So Ooh. I know, you know, she cannot bump me. So that would be yeah. <laughs> Is oh this a celebrity God. in Germany or a celebrity we would know? No, she's a celebrity in Germany, but maybe you guys know her too. She's always getting naked, so maybe she's <laughs> You might know her. It sounds That's like funny. America's DNA. <laughs> All right, so now the wrestling fans are really mad. Like I get lots of messages from wrestling fans that say they're, they're not going to buy tickets and they're really disappointed. And I totally can understand because the wrestling involved so much for the females that this is absolutely not, you know, imaginable that a girl like the celebrity girl just go in the ring without any training. And I can understand that people are like disappointed. But on the other side, we have to think this girl, she will bring us some mainstream, you know, like Attention, publicity. Yeah. We really need that. Right. And then going back to your working out and your routine, when you're really in the ring and, and you don't have an injury going on, what kind of workout regimen do you have to do to keep up every week you know in between touring or having a rough schedule yeah um just right before i stopped doing this um i had to do training three times a day in the morning i had to go um in the training and do like um how you say like crabbling and you know like boxing techniques and then in the midnight like midday like 12 or 1 p.m um, i had to go running or sprinting and then in the nighttime, six o'clock, we had to do sparring. Um, wow. It was like crazy schedule. And on the weekends, I went to the wrestling shows. And I can remember my trainer, he always yelled at me on Monday because I was so tired. He <laughs> was like, why are you so tired? <laughs> but one time I bring him to a wrestling weekend. I say, look, you need to see what I'm doing actually on the weekend. And he's like a UC MMA fighter. And that's the first time when he watched wrestling because before he always like ah wrestling that's nothing especially in germany how good can it be right and then we brought him to a wrestling show that xw germany and he was so impressed he was like oh my god and he were actually like oh my god that must hurt so much 
and I was like laughing my I was laughing so hard and then he said okay I understand why your Monday so tired uh, yeah well that's usually how it happens and how you convert someone over to being a fan when they know nothing about yeah what's going on in the ring and what you are dealing with um, so you mentioned you do three workouts a day so you're not doing two a days you're doing three a days which is incredible how many hours are you working out each time you know um, on those three different times of day yeah, in the morning is like one and a half hour to jogging and sprinting is one hour and then the sparring is like two hours oh my goodness so you probably have to eat like crazy in order to keep up with your protein intake because you're burning so much with those three workouts i love to eat and that's that was the problem now after surgery i still eat the same amount but now i i gained like big time and i'm like super not happy um, but <laughs> I said I'm like how you say in English I don't know like I'm a bulking thing you know like the bodybuilder oh, bulking. Bulking. yeah <laughs> bulking so season all the time but um, everyone is like Jesse you need to lose some weight I'm like oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned that um in previous interviews that you wanted you kind of wished for a trainer who had experience with WWE or who has been in the WWE is there anybody that you know if you can wave your magic wand that you would like to like would want them to be your trainer or train you Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I I never met Shawn Michaels, for example, in real life. But now, after the Mae Young Classic, I met him, like, in, at the Mae Young And I was so fascinated with him. And just would be, like, my ultimate dream if he's, like, my trainer. But I, mean, I wish that was, like, 10 or 20 years ago, you know, that he was my trainer. Or, you know, like, someone like Edge. Like, Edge was super nice to me. And he totally couldn't understand who I am, you know. And I really wish I had someone like him. But it is what it is, I say, and I, I still got there, you know, like, I think if you're really stubborn and if you really want it and if you really put everything you have in it, you still can do it, no matter the odds, you know. And now kind of take us back. So we kind of we're no, we know you, you did the, you're, you had the injury, you had the operation, you're training back to get in the ring. Um, now take us back to like the beginning. So you, you were adopted and you said you've mentioned on several interviews that kind of wrestling saved your life. So, so for people yeah. who haven't, like, you know, don't know, because I wasn't familiar with you until I saw the Mae Young Classic, and then I'm like, oh, my God, this you're amazing. So kind of take it for people who didn't get to see you Mae Young Classic or who don't, you know, necessarily know of you, but they don't know your story. So kind of take us from the beginning. All right. Well, my story is um, I was found in front of a church, and I got, like, a really stupid name. Um, my real name is not Yeti. My real name is Marie Christine, like Marie and, like, Holy Maria and Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when six years old, I got adopted in this family and they had three boys and they wanted a girl so badly. But, you know, because of the life in the in the foster home and the new boys really hated me because, you know, the parents really um, they don't want them. So they treated them really bad. So now I came in and the first two years, they spoiled the hell out of me. They gave me everything I wanted. And um, but the brothers hated me. So I had to fight with the boys all the time. And then, you know, all the time fighting, you know, people were screaming. And then I found wrestling um, was 10 years old. And then they had another girl. When I was 10, they had another girl and they loved her completely. And she was everything they wanted. Um, so I found wrestling because that was like a perfect world. And when I was 13, the parents got divorced and I had to go with my mother and my little sister to, uh, to Berlin back where I was born. And yeah, and then they found the wrestling school and yeah and then i trained like crazy my mother really didn't like that she said i have to choose wrestling or her and of course i choose wrestling so oh, she wow. kicked me out um but yeah, what does she I say found... now that you're you know doing so many things we're not in contact anymore like mm -hmm. like i would forgive her like if she would come here to me and say hey i'm sorry i, I messed up i would totally forgive her but unfortunately i think she's sick like Sometimes I talk with my brother because now me and my brother, one of them, we get really good along. And you know, a funny story is, um, like, as I said, my mother, she always wanted girls, right? And one of my brother, who doesn't speak to his mother now, because, of course, they treated her, him so bad, too. He has seven girls now. Oh, wow. Seven wow. daughters. <laughs> That's nice. So now, um, so you, you chose wrestling over your mother. And then you yeah. kind of, you started wrestling, you went to the wrestling school and then what happened? 
Yeah, well, with the wrestling school, it was not easy also. Like, we speak about 17 years ago. Like, there was not the time of the internet, like, so big as it is now. Like, there was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. Um, And I was, like, one of three girls. Um, And it was really hard, you know. Like, they beat the hell out of me. And the first, I remember the first six months, they didn't tell me about kayfabe. And I really had no clue about kayfabe. I always thought wrestling is real. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, but I go home crying, but I come back next day and train and train. But then after I think five years, I met my boyfriend back in the days and you know, he showed me how real life is, how real training is and that training don't have to be so hard. And then from there on the alpha female was born and yeah, I toured around the world and I became successful. Wow. Do you think your background and, and where you came from and the experiences you had as a child made you this strong alpha female today? You know what? I'm watching a lot of Tony Robbins, and he's like my yes. guru. <laughs> I really love him, and I learn a lot from him. And this is like my thing, like my hobby, basically. I try to, you know, self-heal me. And when I, like, when I was younger... I, of course, had a lot of issues, you know, like if you get rejected from your real parents, then you get rejected from your, yeah, fake parents, I don't know how you say, and you know, you always get rejected, and then also in the wrestling school, first they didn't want me, so you get again rejected, and then you go through the WWE trial, then you get rejected, like it really messed with my head, but then I went to Japan in 2012, and I found totally peace, like I started meditating, and I started to do, you know, self-healing things and yeah I'm okay now and but I know for sure that the whole story made me strong gave me like a strong character and I think if I had loving parents if I had like everything perfect I would not be the person who I am today that is the truth and now how do you handle rejection today I say well it's their fault because I know I'm awesome (laughs) (laughs) do you actually it's almost persistent too because I, there was a story I think you when you I think it was the boxing or not the the wrestling club in Germany they first told you no and didn't you yeah. go to the trainer's house that day or that night consistently for a few weeks yeah I did and I, I begged them and then finally they said yes um, but just to take my money you know and and as I, as I said they beat me up like all the time and I remember I had to be like a dummy for them and one time I had like a really messed up face because a boy he you know by mistake he jumped in my face and it was horrible but again it teached me you know how to not do wrestling I guess I always say that but now you know like the the team we're okay you know I wrestled for them again and and we're okay I mean we were young you know I was like 18 19 years old and my parents never showed me anything about life they never talked to me you know and in school I was always sleeping because I I watched wrestling at night time so I was really yeah I would say retarded <laughs> so <laughs> so you really are a night owl <laughs> yeah that's for sure I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't use the word retarded I would say that you're you were persistent you knew what you wanted and you were consistent about it because if you were you know if you were that word then you wouldn't be where you are right now and you know you would have had the operation and you would have been you would have been like you would just kept on eating I don't know what's your favorite food Oh my God! You got me by surprise. <laughs> I, I want to say pancakes, but I'm not allowed to. I guess so. Steak. <laughs> so you would have kept on eating steak and pancakes, and you know you would have gave up. So you know this is this is definitely shown of a true alpha female. You're persistent on everything that you do. So I mean, kudos to that. My story makes kind of sense, and I really need to go to that baby. I think so, because I want to have my story perfectly make sense. I want to go after my wrestling career and after my big movie career. I want to be like, a, you know, go to schools and talk, and I want to speak to young kids who think that they are treated unfair because life is not fair, and sometimes parents cannot be the perfect parents, you know, and I want to say to these kids, that doesn't matter like if you have a good education if you have the perfect parents or not you know it's still up to you what you do out of it you know there's so much more stuff in my closet and I write a book actually and you will read it um but I think whatever happens to you you still have a choice to get out of there and of course I cannot say I will make it or not like it's not in my hand but I will not give up you know and I hope I can get it and I really hope that I can inspire some people to try to 
Well, I could tell you, you've inspired all of us here on our panel at After Buzz, and you should not give up because you are an amazing person and super talented. No matter those, you know, days where you're feeling down or you deal with rejection, because you're the true example of someone who keeps fighting and is a warrior. So thank you for that. Thank you. And then for sure, too, what do you say? Um, I just want to say that your chocolate is very good. I've, I have a family member who's from They're, Germany, and she would bring chocolate here in America, and it's, like, delicious. But um, you talk about how you want Shawn Michaels or Edge to train you uh, one day, and I believe that one day will happen for you. When you're done with your wrestling career, do you think that you would want to open up a wrestling school in Germany for, for women? No, I don't know. Training is just not my thing. I mean, I get asked many times to do training seminars. But I don't know. It's just not in my blood. I, I don't know. I can't do it. Like, I feel personally that I do also many mistakes myself, you know, and I'm not like super technical. And there's still a lot to learn from me. And I don't know. I don't want to teach something wrong, you know, and I don't know. I don't have the eye for specific thing. I think there are a lot more better people out there who can train young people. Now, for sure, I mean, we definitely hope that you're going to make it back into uh, the ring, especially for WWE. But we also, I, I think I see a career for you as a superhero, like just an action hero, because you you're just badass. So you can you already can kick people. I mean, you already can beat them up in real life. So I mean. <laughs> Just kind of definitely, I hope that for you too, because we definitely want to see you on that big screen. Other than that, do you guys have any more questions? Or are you guys good? No, just the fact that I think you're amazing and yeah. you're super humble. Something we would have never expected probably looking at you in the ring. You seem so strong and, and fierce, but you're such a nice person. So thank you for yeah. making the time to and talk to yeah, us Yeah, thank today. you again. And also thank you for telling us your story as well as being one of the women to empower of women wrestling and making it what it is today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's your nice words. No. And now, where, where can everybody find you? Just in case they're not following you. You guys, you guys can find me on Facebook, Jazzy Gabbard, or on Instagram, German Wrestling, and on Twitter, Alpha Female One. I also do like a little comic figure, like it's a comic for Alpha Females. So the little comic is reliving the things what I did in real life. Yeah. So that's also on Twitter and Instagram for Jazzy Gabbard. So if you want to follow that, it would be nice. Nice. And are you um, updating your YouTube page with your your journey kind of back to the ring? I should, right? You should. Yes. You should. That would be an amazing story just for everybody to watch. I will be next week in Florida in West Palm Beach doing some, um, you know, just holidays, relax, and I will put out the camera. Yes. Yeah, if you ever come to LA, please let us know. We'll love to have you in studio. But, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on my way. Cross, cross <laughs> fingers. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, I know you are a night owl, but I definitely, you know, want you to, to know that we definitely appreciate you for, you know, doing this because midnight is still. And it's probably later than that now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you look beautiful at midnight because I sure don't look that cute <laughs> at midnight. So we really, really appreciate you. Thank you to the listeners, to all the fans. And yeah, thank you so much for following this. And you guys, thank you so much for doing this because without you, we would not exist, I think. Thank Aww, you. Thank, thank you, you, Jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for hopping on with us. That's was an amazing interview. Yes, I love her already. Like, next time she's in L.A., she has to call us up. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, follow on, on everything. I'm going to be stalking her page for sure. But that is it <laughs> for our show. We guys, we definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in episode two. Mm -hmm. We have a few more guests booked. Um, oh, my gosh, some really exciting guests. I'm really excited about some of, some of these people or all these people in general. But where can everybody find you, ladies? Oh, yeah, you could follow me on social media at Anissa Bar with three R's at the end. Um, the Mixed Match Challenge, I am the lead host for that, so tune on in. We're, we're, it's almost, what, not this week, but next week we're going to be doing the Mixed Match Challenge. I am the social media correspondent for Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty. Follow me, and you'll follow everything else I do in life. And you guys could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Loren TV, which is G-A-B-B-Y-L-O-R-E-N-T-V. And you can also check out the link to my YouTube channel through my Instagram. It's linked to the bio. So 
hope to see you guys on there. And if you haven't already, please follow us on uh, AfterBuzz TV on all social medias. Um, definitely AfterBuzz TV Wrestling and Sports. If you haven't, I'm, I mean, you're watching this, so I think you have. But click, click subscribe for sure. iTunes five stars are better. And also on our Instagram page and our social media for Women's Pro Wrestling at WPW Weekly. We just started, so we're gonna have a lot of stuff coming, you know, for you. I'm, uh, you're, I'm, yep, yep, I'm doing all Just that in case fun you guys stuff. didn't know, or you didn't know, I'm like, you are a social media correspondent. Yes, I have the social media correspondent for, <laughs> for everything. <laughs> Just so really appreciate it. Um, other than that, you guys can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ciao. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.